Well, th- hey, thanks for that, uh, that slam dunk that you threw down on me there a, a month or so ago. I mean, does anybody, like, look at a sunset, like, on a beautiful day? What is that cat doing? Uh, Jim is doing that swooshy thing again. I already gave him a little bit of shit. Am I allowed to say shit? I gave him a little bit of shit. And welcome to episode 39 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. Uh, my name is Adam McKinnon, your host, joined as often by my co-host, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. Hey, I uh, made it. This, uh, this podcast is almost as old as you are today, bud. Getting close, getting close. We're, it's got four, four more to catch up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to eclipse you by the, uh, by the end of next month, probably. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I like when people pass up my age and things, that's for sure. Yes, that's right. It's your it's your birthday today. You 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 don't look a day over thirty. I'm I'm jealous. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, because so. I don't feel like I'm a day under fifty at least. <laughs> well, so. you're landing somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I'm in the middle there. So yeah. uh, so anyway, you know what what we wanted to uh, today's a little less news, a lot less news, a little more topic. Yeah. So the audio there from August seventh, two thousand seven. <laughs> Uh, and, um, you know, I'll put the credit for the video down below there, uh, for the audio rather down below. Good move. And yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, basically what we're talking about is Barry Bonds, number 756, um, a, an event that the baseball establishment just seems too, a little too willing to just kind of not acknowledge, um, considering uh, I've been on my regular baseball podcast rotation, and I'm yet to hear much of any references to it. Although I haven't give Buster, given Buster Olney and his echo chamber a listen yet, so maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they talked about it and I just didn't get to it. Yeah, you might want to go back and check that out. Yeah, God only knows. Uh, he, well, he didn't play for the Yankees, though, so probably Buster didn't say anything. Good point. Don't show up in my mentions, Buster. <laughs> Um, the, uh, but anyway, so yeah, we're talking about, uh, 756 Barry Bonds, uh, the ultimate outlier, um, that night he went, the night that he hit that home run, the audio, the audio we just heard, um, Barry Bonds went three for three with a double and a home run. He had seven total bases that night. Uh, the giants lost that game eight to six. And uh, a young Ryan Zimmerman was playing third base that night. Does that make hey. Ryan Zimmerman feel old, or does that make that seem a little less far further away? I know it makes me feel old, <laughs> and I was already feeling old enough today. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm here to just just mess with your sense of mortality, Jim. Just nail it on me. Yeah, I man, Ryan Zimmerman was in that game. That was 13 years ago. Man, yeah, I mean, it just seems like it was like. 20 years ago i guess right so well it, it um, does it, it feels like it all it, it does i mean for lack of a cliche it does kind of feel like ancient history doesn't it yeah uh, and so you know and that's kind of what we wanted to what we wanted to talk about is just how such a momentous occasion something that 
is so integral to baseball history is all but has all but been forgotten about. Like, I just don't see how if Barry Bonds was a more likable guy, if he didn't have the baggage that he has, yeah. uh, it, we would be, this would be, there would be a whole week devoted to this every year. Yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine what the party would be like if people thought this was legit. If, right. the, if the if the if the common consensus of this was like, man, he hit he hit seven sixty two and they were legit, right? right. Um, I mean, like if Hank Aaron would have gotten the the home run record in the days of social media, Twitter, and Facebook, and ESPN, and all that, uh, how much it would have been celebrated, right? Instead, no, we got Barry Bonds who he's are not even sure a Hall of Famer yet. Are we sure we want? Social media in the 1960s. Oh, man. I'd, 70s. I, oh, man. Could you imagine? Some tweets are bad enough these days. I don't think I need – I don't think we need any of that. But but I, but I you hit on a really interesting point where, you know, we uh, – Hank Aaron – video of Hank Aaron's home run, you know, is, is played, you know, ad nauseum. Uh, you know, April, April 14th, 1974. I think it's April 14th. I, I don't have the date exactly right, but I know it's 1974 because I went to the home opener in 2014 in Atlanta at, at Turner Field, and it was the big anniversary of it and big ceremonies, big, you know, like it was just a huge deal. Yep. And And it doesn't occur to you until you look back at this moment that we are – Essentially celebrating a second, the, the second greatest home run hitter in terms of quantity. And yep. it's almost like we've erased a little bit of this from our brains. And um, Jim, I find that incredibly frustrating. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it's almost like it never happened for so many people. So um, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. It's become almost talk. a political. It's almost become a political issue. I equate it to Kinda. like I equate people who don't acknowledge Barry Bonds as the home run king as climate change deniers. Yeah, I, I yep. put them in the same bucket sometimes because I mean, a, you know, and and it's hard because there's a lot of people I respect, like David O'Brien has a um, you know has a podcast uh, for the Athletic called Seven Fifty Five Is Real. And saying this is not the most popular thing living in Atlanta. Yep. So I, I get it in some de degree, but at like, yeah, how do I don't, you, I, I don't know. I don't know why people just, I don't know. I don't get why they just, we all just flat out ignore it. Do um, we have, like, it's like we're, it's like we're pushing past it because we just don't like it. Yeah, and I and I think it's. Uh, I mean, some of it is. I think if if I had to look at my Barry Bonds tweets, I love so much to do because they're so bonkers, and I look at the people that respond to it. Right, I feel like the responses that I get versus the people that just nonchalantly like the tweet. The people that like the tweet outweigh it by far, right? Mm -hmm. But the responses. As few as there are, they're all so loud, right? It's because it's always got a meme of, uh, oh, what's the one guy that took, uh, 
he took over one of the night shows. He's always squirting needles, right? It's a, oh, it's a yeah. the gif, um, Stephen Colbert. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I get that every time I post a Barry Bond stat. It could be like the worst Barry Bond stat. Still, like five people are going to get in there and like ah needles. And it's just Stephen Colbert, it, it, and they're so loud though that I think that they drown out how many people are just like. I recognize that Perry Bonds was great, and I'm cool with that. He should be in the Hall of Fame, but well, they always yeah. try to qualify it too, you know. And and you know, we have this we have this terrible habit with Barry Bonds of just you know, I hate the argument of oh well, you know, he was a Hall of Famer anyway, but like you almost like say like oh he was a Hall of Famer anyway, so he didn't need to do that. Yep. I mean, okay, man, but like now you're saying he's not. Like yeah. I, I don't, you know, it, it's, I went, I went on a podcast a, a couple of months ago and, and this, and this guy was asking me about, you know, the steroid era and everything like that, how bonds will be viewed. And on one hand, I think it's a necessary debate, but on the other end, I'm tired of, I'm, I'm tired of having it. And I'm also tired of the people who have this. It, it's almost like I'm going to state a fact but this is an unpopular opinion. It shouldn't be that. It should just be a stone cold fact. 762 is more than 755. This is, this is, and, and that is with absolute respect to Hank Aaron. Yep. It was and, and by all means, the definition of class and consistency. And you can talk about obstacles all you want. I mean, Hank, if, if we're comparing, if we're having a pissing contest over the obstacles overcame, Hank Aaron overcame far more than Bonds did to, to get where he did. Yeah, agreed. So I'm not going to have that debate with anybody. But, like, you know, I'm not also not going to, you know, the, the sky can be blue and you can hate that the sky is blue all you want. And it can be unfair that the sky is blue. Fine. But the sky is still, still blue. blue all day almost. I just and so in and the th so there's that argument. There's the other argument. And this is what drives me crazy. I'm sure it drives you crazy too, as somebody who is so entrenched in the numbers end of this. You can't tell a complete story about recent baseball history from 1986 until until you know 2007 and really onward. Uh, without talking about Barry Bonds. If, if you were to remove him from the history books, because you can't pick and choose, you can't, you can't like sort of cherry pick the things that you like about players and say, oh, this makes them worthy or this doesn't, right? You got to take the whole body of work. You got to take Ty Cobb and everything that comes with it. You have to take... Um, you know, you have to take guys like, uh, you know, throughout the complicated, you know, Billy Martin, you have to take guys with complicated histories or complicated, okay. you know, legacies, mm -hmm. you know, Definitely. and you have to just, you, you can't pick and choose what you like. No, no, we have to deal with the fact that there was an entire era where uh, people of color were not allowed to play baseball. Right. You know, we have it. Right. It, it is what it is. So, yeah. The but, fact that Oscar Charleston and, and Babe Ruth are not on the same, you know, on the same level is, is a crime in and of itself. But yet 
we're not going to hold that against Babe Ruth, although he could have done more. Yep. So the, the, the sword cuts both ways. So you can't tell a recent, you know, a, a story of baseball in the last 30, 40 years without him in it. The guy got just to, and this was what I, I was running through some numbers uh, that I was telling you a little bit about before we went on the air um, that I found fascinating. So the guy played 22 seasons in Major League Baseball. He earned a MVP share 15 of those 22 seasons. Okay. So, yeah, like, dismiss me with, with, with so much of that, right? So 15 of his 22 seasons, he earned an MVP vote. Um, he, over the course of his career, he accumulated 3,753 points, all right? And if you're not familiar with po the point system in the MVP voting, you know, you get 10 points for, uh, 14 points for a first place vote and then so on down the road based on how the writers rank you. Um, he accrued 3,753 points. Any idea who the next closest is and how far away the, that that person is? Oh, man. Since uh, baseball is what it is, right? I mean, I think uh, of domination and another guy that's having trouble getting into the Hall of Fame like Roger Clemens, but he didn't get that many MVP votes. A lot of people don't like to vote for pitchers for MVPs. So, uh yeah it, it feels like it'd be a long way down the road to get to say somebody like uh can i give yeah. you a name? can i give it, you it says, does he have a fishy last name no he's oh. actually an active player right now oh but dang so his name's albert yes he is albert yeah. pujols. do you have sense. any idea what it would take for albert pujols to catch barry bonds play twice as much as he's already played it would take round about uh, 46 first place votes okay. for MVP to catch him. Barry Bonds, so Barry Bonds said 3,753. Albert Pujols, 3,098 points. And I don't think you, and I don't think you can get more than what 15 first place votes in an MVP, right? Uh, correct. Just... Yes, he would have to win three unanimous, and then and, get one more after that. Yeah. Like how, so, so anyway, so we're there, right? Then down the list, next down the list is Stan Musial. And then <laughs> after that is Ted Williams. Yeah. So um, he owns, Barry Bonds owns the, uh, the New York slash San Francisco Giants franchise has won, has 14 MVP awards in its history. Barry Bonds owns half of them. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb if you tell me he has won, he, he has been the league leader in every rate stat at some point in his career from 86 to 2007, or uh, yeah, 86 to 2007, he led the league in batting average, OBP, uh, slugging. Uh, you know, he, he led it in every rate stat that, that you could find in some ilk or another. The guy was a gold glover. The guy, not towards the latter part of his career. Okay. Most people fine. Aren't. Yeah, most people aren't. And show me, you know, he ended up, you know, according to baseball reference, he was a net positive fielder. Um, some of that has to do with the metrics that were available from the time he started to the time he ended his career. 
uh, defensive runs saved, things like that didn't catch in until he had really kind of lost a lot of steps in the outfield to that point. But so I think that's my big argument with that is like, and we're not, and you know, we're not even getting into the insane outlier stats on a year to year sample size basis that you've, that you've, you've tweeted many, many times. They're so silly. (laughs) It's just so silly. It's video game. Yeah. It's video game numbers. It's cartoonish. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it feels like they should just be jokes, right? Because they just, they can't be true. Right. I mean, I know he lived during the steroid era, but still his numbers compared to everybody else during the era are just bonkers. Well, and, and, you know, like I'll use this opportunity to, to sort of put to rest my thoughts on all of that in terms of the steroid era. We got to chill with that, man. Like, I'm sorry, like steroids, I see steroids, unlike gambling, you have to make a sort of line in the sand. And at least that's what I do. You know, gambling is a strictly contextually societally moral issue. You are outcoming, you are altering the outcome of a, a team's effort for personal gain. Okay. Yeah. With steroid and, and it's, it's very clear. It's always been very clear. You can go back to signs, you know, to pictures of stadiums at the turn of the friggin' century. And there's a big, there's big signs that say no gambling. Okay, this this was not a mystery. So I'm sorry, Pete Rose. I'm sorry, Shoeless Joe Jackson. GTFO. You're not it. You're. I can't do it. Steroids are another issue to me, though. Steroids are it were very morally ambiguous at the time. Like I, yeah, sure. You can tell me the Olympic, the Olympics banned it, and and the NFL banned it. Fine. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that they weren't illegal for a long time, and when they were. They were fine, but you can't put the genie back in the bottle after it's out. Yep. You can't let Conseco alter Conseco and and Caminiti and all of these other guys, you know, alter the field of play and then say, "Oh no, no, everybody go back to normal." Yep. You can't do it. You can't watch the the home run chase of 1998. I, I, did you watch Long Gone Summer? No. No, I haven't. No. There is Long Gone Summer is is a very is is a very well done documentary. It's, it's cool. I get it. But there's a single shot in that where I think it's Sosa hits a home run over Bonds's head, and you just flick to Bonds, and you look at that guy. You look at the greatest baseball player to ever walk on the field. He's the most complete. He's the most. He he is the he's the he's the greatest baseball player ever period end of sentence end of end of argument and he's watching these two guys just launch homers and everybody loves them for it i don't blame him one bit if he came out and 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 maybe i don't know like it's so friggin' complicated right if he turned out if he turned around and said you know what yeah i did steroids this is what i did this is how i did it i wouldn't blame him I, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Everybody else's, you know, there's not, it's not like he was an outlier. It's not like he, no one else was, you know, it wasn't like everyone else was like trying to get back to normal and he was like, no, screw it. I'm going to go hit dingers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not buying yeah. it. No. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. It had to be a tough spot, right? I mean, 
and so many were doing it just to be average. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that's, that's what's also kind of crazy about it. It's like Barry Bonds was better than a lot of people that, that cheated just to become average players. Right. And, uh, but yeah, watching like Sosa and McGuire go all out, uh, right. Rafael Palmero and whatnot. Yeah. I, that can't be, that can't be easy when you're basically the best baseball player on the field. Right. It's like, wait a minute. I got all the talent. I can hit bombs. I can steal bases. I am a gold glove defender. I can make things happen. Right. And yeah, you're not getting into the championships, right? Because your team isn't loaded down with, you know, the right tools and you're not doing steroids. You're not putting the numbers up. It's getting, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Why not? I I mean, there was no, obviously there was no negative to it. I mean, look how it all played out. I mean, it was, it was a hell of a race. It saved baseball. It got Bud Selig into the Hall of Fame. I was not the only thing got in there, but God dang it, it gets in there. My right? eye twitches whenever I think about that. But you're, but you're right. I mean, you know, and you look back on it too. It's almost like I'm, I'm kind of tired of of baseball, and especially. And the thing is too, a lot of respected baseball people, a lot of respected baseball writers, um standing around and, and, and playing Monday morning quarterback, like they weren't writing headlines when all of this happened. Like, you know, um, like Tom Boswell, you know, was the only person sounding the alarm and, and we all agreed. Yeah, this is, you know, like, come on, man. It took till Ken Burns, you know, 10th inning in 2009, again, from 30,000 feet up, looking down on it and you know what man this whole thing again picking and choosing we picked you know bonds became the the sort of whipping boy for lack of a better term um because we didn't like him you know what i don't want to hear about you know i'm sorry i'm just not interested in hearing if you don't want to hear about bonds then i don't want to hear about david ortiz i don't want to hear about alex rodriguez I don't want to hear about, you know, I don't want to even hear about the people that we kind of know, like Jeff Bagwell. Yeah. Jeff Bagwell's and we had a pretty uh uneventful Hall of Fame induction. Maybe he yeah. shouldn't have. Like no. Yeah. And, and but I mean maybe I don't think he should have personally because I don't think we should penalize steroid users. No. I mean I ju- I just don't I just don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to contextualizing things like that. And then we look, uh, you know, across the aisle and we say, well, hold up, you know, Babe Ruth, you were the most influential person in the history of the game and you couldn't say virtually anything about integration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like you, you mean to tell me if Babe Ruth didn't think, you know what, maybe I should do something that we would not have, you know, Josh Gibson and Rube Waddell and not – Rube Foster, uh, you know, in yeah, yeah, Rube Foster and all these guys in the main, like get, get out of here with that. I don't buy it. And so, and so I, I guess like my big thing is when it comes to seven fifty six, I, I consider the, this is like my official declaration of just like, you know what? Like if you can't acknowledge the objective truth that Barry Bonds is not only the greatest home run hitter, he's the greatest base stealer. Not the greatest base stealer. He's the greatest overall player yep. of all time. Then you are you are the climate change denier of baseball. 
yeah, just accept it. Accept that the fact that he hit 756 and then 757 and 758. He got to 762 when he was done. He's the home run king, right? I mean, he racked up, what, like 162.8, I believe, is his baseball reference war. I mean, good Lord, it's, what, third, I think, all time behind Babe Ruth and and Walter Johnson, right? And I think if you pull Ruth's uh, pitching numbers out of there, I think Bonds leads it, right? Um, uh, Walter Johnson, just, yeah, crazy. But, I mean, (laughs) how how do we sit here and – continue to i mean i'm not saying people ignore it uh, just completely disregard it as like it never actually happened while we allow people that that scraped along those same edges but just scraped it instead of instead of the best player getting to be on the juice like barry bonds was right, right. i mean making just freakish numbers out of it right but if if say Yvonne Rodriguez had an issue a little bit with it or uh, Bagwell. Um, I mean, I'm not great with the Mitchell report. I don't remember all the names on there. Like Tejada well, and Manny Ramirez and, yeah. and, and guys like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ken Caminiti. Right. Those guys put up some decent numbers, really decent numbers because of it. Right. Barry Bond stands out because he was already putting up really decent numbers and turned them into freakish numbers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we 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 need to get over the hump on this one. What he did wasn't illegal. After there were measures taken and there was the the Mitchell report thing happened and whatnot, how many times did Barry Bonds get suspended for for HGH for performance enhancing drugs? That would be zero, Jim. Yeah, that's zero, right? I mean, so yeah, I mean, we're not stupid. We know we did it, right? <laughs> but. But he didn't get in trouble for it. He didn't do anything wrong in Major League Baseball's eyes, but it's led him to where we're at now, where he's not in the Hall of Fame. And like you said, hardly gets any credit for being the home run king. Yeah. Um, he, just, he, he passed the record, you know, it, on this week in baseball history. The, I mean, it's been 13 years, and, we, and, he, and it just, like I said, it just barely gets an acknowledgement. I think that's I think that's a, a real uh, disservice, especially for a guy who, by the way, was, you know, still a contributing player. You mean to tell me that he couldn't DH somewhere, and that dude could not get a contract? Yeah, yeah. You know, when, after the 2007 season, yeah, it, it's so transparent. You know that, and and all we do is prove him right. You know, whether if you hate him, all you're doing is proving him right. All you're doing is just furthering his narrative that the that baseball does not like him. Yeah, that's all yeah. we're doing. We're just we're just furthering this narrative, and uh, I I think it just I, I, I the older I get, the more you know, the more the more that I realize that this will never happen again. Oh the, man, yeah. the uh, the the possibility of Trout doing this. You know, everybody's like, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Look, Best okay. Best chance you got, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I, it's got to pan out. It's got to the, – the dude The dude has a lot of work to do, and we're putting a lot of onus on him. Yep. And I, I, I feel – it almost does feel like – it feels like the older generation of sports, of sports writers because you know who's writing all – who's denying all this. These are the guys who watched Aaron do it. 
These are the guys yeah. who grew up and watched Aaron do it, and they were like, you know, Aaron is the greatest. And then Bonds took it, a quote, I'm using air quotes here, for the, this doesn't make video, um, yeah. took it away from him. Stole it. Yeah, stole it. That's a good one. <laughs> they, they, they stole it from him. Yeah. And, um, you know, here's the thing, man. I uh, There's a good chance that I'm going to grow old. I may pass this world and never seeing another home run king in my lifetime. Yeah. And it, it, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm getting irritated because you, you, you start to comprehend the immensity of what he did. I'm starting to get irritated. It's like, it almost feels like it's, it's being taken away from. Like, I got to witness that. Yep. I'll, yep. I didn't get to witness, you know, Hank Aaron do it. No. Certainly didn't get to witness Babe Ruth do it. I mean, God, he did it like 600 times over uh, over Roger Connor, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel as though this moment is being robbed, slowly robbed from this generation of, of fans. And I'm talking specifically about the people the ages from a just slightly younger than me to a, a slightly older than you. Where, where we were at impressionable ages, uh, uh, you know, formidable ages where we watched this happen, and now we're being told it's not real by people older than us. Yep, yep. And a lot of it, I mean, he always, when we were, I mean, I knew watching him, he already had a reputation of uh, a guy that the reporters didn't like, right? Yep. He already had a... Tons of run-ins with reporters, uh, non-related to, to steroid issues. So you add that to everything else. It was just, it's just easy for him to try to bury him, right? To be like, ah, screw it, right? We're running the narrative here. It's our Hall of Fame. It's our damn show. Right. And uh, you know what? Instead of putting the, the spotlight on the guy that it should be on, uh, we're going to put it back on us, the writers, and let us be the ones that... I, I, I've read... I've read Game of Shadows and I've read Asterisk. There's no one that can tell me they actually know what went on with this guy. There's, there's no, I've read the point book and the counterpoint book. And I'm sorry, you cannot convince me otherwise. It, it's like Pete Rose and gambling. It's like, we'll know, but we won't know. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But Bonds is smart enough to hide it. Rose will, you know, that'll, Rose is, that'll come out if, if it, you know, the definitive timeline will come out at some point if it hasn't yeah. already. Yeah. Um, but Barry didn't open up, right? I mean, he didn't open up to anybody. Not his he, job. Yeah. It wasn't his job. He didn't, from my understanding, he didn't open that much up in his personal life that much either, right? So, right. yeah. How, how are you supposed to know the whole story behind Barry Bonds if you can't get the whole story? And, and that might be some of the rub too, right? It's like, well, he doesn't. He didn't want to tell his whole story, so you know, f that guy. What well, do you do? You feel like you're missing? Like, do you feel like he owes that story to us? Like, I, and I'm not asking honestly. I'm not trying to set you. Like, do you honest? Do you feel like he owes us that? I would love to hear his side of the story. <laughs> I would, I, I'd be interested as all hell to figure out what the heck made him tick. Right? I mean. To be able to go through the steroid era, to to deal with all the stuff that was going on in that time and, and the spotlight, and then still hit 73 dingers in a year, but never hit 50 in any other year. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and then yeah, he hit 762 for a career. I mean, and walked, what, 2,558 times, right? Yeah. 
all these things. I would love to hear about how we got to where Barry Bonds got to. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he owes it to us, but man, I think uh, the baseball community to be would be a lot better off with the understanding, especially if, you know, he's flat out opening up and being truthful. I mean, yeah. I'd say pretty much the same damn thing about Rafael Palmero if he would just come out and do it. Would be something to that effect, right? You know, um, that. yeah. Give me a give me an understanding of how you became who you became during that time and everything else, and then. But yeah, Barry Bonds would just be the the epitome of it. He'd be the he'd be the one that you wanted. He's right. The holy holy grail of that time for information that you're you're seeking, and I just don't think we're ever gonna get it. If we do get it. Yeah. We might be a heck of a lot older before we get it, maybe before he releases it. But yeah, it won't be it. it won't be his version. It'll be somebody that gets it out of him eventually. Yeah, but hopefully, whoever's getting it out of him won't be one of those guys that watched Hank Aaron play anymore, right? Those guys it'll, will be long. It will have to be. It will, it'll have to be someone. It, the writer that's going to tell Barry Bonds's truest story, the the truest version of his story, was probably born about ten years ago. Seriously. Yeah. It's that's that's what it's going to take. It's yeah. that's, that's all it's going to take because nobody else is going to view it through that lens. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one of one of the Barry Bonds. We need Barry Bonds. We need Barry Bonds. We need Barry Bonds. You and I need the '90s and 2000s baseball players to be recognized. On top of it, too, we have a lot of issues with the '90s and 2000s baseball players being recognized properly. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, so, you know, one of the things that, you know, I tweeted this out as sort of a feeler yesterday from the romantic about baseball account. And, and, um, one of the responses I actually got was kind of an interesting, and it was an interesting reply. And I kind of wanted to run this by you here. So, um, at Kenny J darling, uh, asked, you know, if you could build a team of nine clones of one player, would you choose bonds? My response was unequivocally yes, because if the goal is to win games, I want nine Barry Bonds on my field. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me nine Bonds. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of people I would like would love to have nine up, but definitely nine Bonds. Well, and and to be fair too, like there are some legit. There were some legit responses too, you know. Uh, Willie Mays was one that came up a couple of times. I'm sure that you know, if I had more of a following, Mike Trout would have we would have uh, you know snaked his way in into those responses too. Um, did you do, now? Alex, did you was is Bond would Bond be your guy, or do you have someone that you would want to have nine of? Man, nine of one person, right? To be able to get you where you needed to go. I mean, it would be hard to pick anybody but Bonds, right? I mean, I mean, as much as I love Mike Trout and uh, what he does, um, I mean, I just, yeah, it, it would be difficult to take anybody else. I mean, Babe Ruth, yeah, you know, Lou Gehrig, something like that would be, you know, interesting to me. But, I mean, seeing it, you know, with my own eyes where I didn't get to see Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. I didn't get to see Willie Mays. Right. Um, with my own eyes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of almost, I guess, pretty much as obvious as it gets. It feels like it's, it's Barry Bonds to me. I mean, I know he's probably going to be a terrible second baseman, but (laughs) I was thinking, uh, I would, I would love to see Barry Bonds at, at, at shortstop or second base, like a middle infielder. 
Um, but you know, it, and to and the the thing that made it so easy for me is like I don't really care what era of bonds I get. Mm-mm. If I get late '80s bonds, not early nine, you know, to mid '90s bonds, okay, I get a yeah. I get a forty fifty guy, right? Yeah. If I, you know, that that may not, you know, be the on-base machine that late Bonds is, but he's going to be good and he's going to play gold glove uh, defense. If I pick the latter Bonds, okay, fine. I get a guy that pitchers are like, what are you going to do with a lineup of nine Barry Bondses? Like, are you right. serious? Like, you're just gonna walk. You're either gonna walk the first three. It's like it's like a grand slam machine. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't pitch around all of them, right? Yeah, I would love to see like younger Barry Bonds times nine in Coors Field, and like o- older older Barry Bonds times nine in Fenway. <laughs> the numbers would be ridiculous. It'd be crazy. So. But yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't have, yeah, it, it'd be rough. How do you get around nine very bonds? And I mean, yeah, there'd be a lot of people that'd be tough to get around nine versions of them that are hall of famers and whatnot. But, but yeah, I, don't, I can't find another one that would probably be worse than that. I, I, I agree. I feel like if the objective is to win games, mm-hmm. if you pick anyone other than Barry bonds, I mean, there's some legit consolation prizes, but I, I can't believe that you want to win games if you don't pick Barry Bonds. Yeah. Ted Williams, boy, that'd be a tough one. Yeah, Man. but he couldn't, play, he couldn't play the field. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the thing. Is like Barry Bonds is the counterpoint. Any point of any other player you ever want to make, Barry yeah. Bonds is the counterpoint. Ted Williams, probably a better hitter debatably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he couldn't play the field. Uh, Ricky Henderson, okay, cool. Like you know, put him on the base pass, let him wreak havoc. Can't hit, can't hit like Bonds overall, right? Can't no. hit for power like Bonds did. Um, you know, put um, I don't know. Yeah, you put Pujols on there, and Pujols is just you know, Pujols was never as good as Barry Bonds, which is not an insult to Pujols. Oh man, no, no, <laughs> like, he was ridiculous. Yeah, Pujols, Pujols could never do what Barry Bonds. That's the thing that kind of drives me crazy is that it, what Barry Bonds did will never, ever, ever be able to be replicated. And I don't personally care how he got there because the very same people are saying, "Well, Royds did it." Okay, let me show you a stat sheet. Let me just just put one in front of you from 86 to, to 98, 99. Let me put let me just show you this. Who is this player? Is this is this player on track to being the greatest player of all time? Because he's he's on a better than Mike Trout trajectory. Well, of course. Well, that's Barry Bonds. You know? I'm just I I don't yeah. We, we keep arguing against ourselves. Yeah. We keep finding ways to exclude him. And yet when we take a step back and we look at the data and we look at what he did, it's like, Oh, <laughs> there isn't a version of Barry Bonds. that is an all of fame, ridiculous player. Just, yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a son of Bobby Bonds who had a unique power speed combo already. Um, what nephew, I believe to Reggie Jackson or something like that too. Yeah. Right. Godson so, Willie Mays. I or mean, cousin of Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Godson of Willie Mays. Right. I mean, 
And the guy had the everything that he needed to become who he was becoming already. And there wasn't a version of Bob, Barry Bonds that wasn't one of the great, the greatest player that ever lived while I've been alive. That's for sure, if not the greatest player ever. Right. And I mean, you know, you can put him anywhere on the field. And even if he's not a good second baseman in the field, he's still going to be the greatest. He's going to be the greatest offensive player at any position you put him in. Ever. Ever. Like, like I don't, I'm not interested in hearing. It's almost like I'm not interested in hearing counterpoints. And I'm a, and I am Mr. You know, point counterpoint live in the middle. This is probably the hardest fastest opinion that i have in all of baseball is just why you know you can't ignore the science because you don't like it yeah yeah right yeah we're we're talking about i mean the arguments today about who the best baseball player just in the 2020 season is so far it's just it's funny to watch the the argument on twitter right to see people are like uh, Aaron Judge is right, or you know, it's Fernando you know, Tatis, or yeah, Fernando Tatis. Um, and so a lot of people got some opinions and everything else. And you go and you look at their numbers, and you're like, wow, man, eleven. Uh, like I think Judge has like an eleven thirty OPS, right, or eleven thirty six OPS. And it's like, man, that is bonkers, man. That guy is pretty good. He might be, yeah, he, he's in the argument for one of the best players this year. Right. And then you look at like Barry Bonds, who in like his last 1200 games of playing baseball still posted an OPS over 1200, over 1200 (laughs) on his way out. And it's just like, man, it's. And he would have continued if, if the owners had blatantly not colluded. See, Mm -hmm. collusion is easy when we don't like who we're colluding against because it's pretty clear to me that it was collusion. And, you know, and Ken Burns, another person who will never listen to this, but if you are, if you do, you can kindly F off with that narrative that, you know, Barry Bonds was so terrible that he, that he ruined baseball and, um, you know, that's why he didn't get a contract. He didn't get a contract because nobody liked him. Yeah. And nobody wanted to be the team with the montage on the next, you know, you know, with, with him wearing their uniform on the next, you know, you know, juiced documentary or whatever the hell. Barry Bonds not having a job in 2008 was strictly public relations. Uh. Uh, he should have been playing for the Angels or something. He should have been DHing. Yeah, he he should have played for the Angels. He should have played for the Tigers. He should have played. I don't. I mean, and There's name so a, name an American League team, man. Like, that, yeah, who who in '08 really truly had a better DH than what Barry Bonds probably could have brought to the table in '08? I don't know. I, I, we'll never get to know. I mean, what would have '08 Barry Bonds done? I would assign Barry Bonds in 2008 to play shortstop, like yeah. just to put his bat in the lineup. I the o, the O seven version of Barry Bonds in uh, by far not a hitter's ballpark, right? Right. Was, uh, 126 games. He had 477 plate appearances, but only ended up with 340 at bats because he walked 132 times. Good Lord, the man still hit 28 bombs that year while he was getting walked 132 times, carried a 480 on base percentage and a 1040 OPS, OPS plus of 169. 
It's what? just if he couldn't have had a job for at least another three years in baseball with that being his like, I mean, that's what he was coming off of. Right. Oh, and, and you know what? Like you can say steroids all you want and fine. Okay. Steroids, whatever, man. Whatever. Then you know what? Good walk into Cooperstown, New York, take Jeff Bagwell's plaque off the wall, go to Boston and tell David Ortiz he can't get in, you yep. know, I, I, I don't like this whole pick and choose thing. It, we can't, we can't keep doing this, man. Yeah. If you don't like cheaters, you can't let Hank Aaron in there either. No, don't, you, don't go back. Yeah. Do you mean to tell me amphetamines and green, you know, like I know I get it's not the same. Well, it kind of is, man. It, yeah, you know, yeah. Copy and paste they substance was not illegal. Substance helped <laughs> you perform better. Yeah, they yeah they didn't work exactly the same. They were, but the the concept behind the reason why you're doing it is the same, right? So, yeah, the only reason why they're targeting out Barry is just because of the spotlight that he was in, the light that he's painted in. I mean, we lived in a more technology age, right? A better, yeah, yeah. It's just, well, there's there's almost a racial element to it too, man, because. You know, you can say what you want, but you know what? We're we're awfully ready to accept and romanticize about Ty Cobb and all of his imperfections. We're awfully ready to accept, uh, you know, a, a lot of people. You know, even and like I said, Babe Ruth. You know, what? Imagine nowadays his silence and complicity yeah. in the segregation of game. You know, a, I'm. We're awfully ready to accept a lot of mediocrity from white players over the history of the game in terms of, you know, their transgressions or their complicity in the transgressions of the game at large. But Barry Bonds, you know, we're ready to just hang him out to dry on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I mean, he's what, seven or eight years already into his Hall of Fame campaign. That's not working out for him very well. And it just keeps going. I don't know if he's going to get in. It's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how, uh, I think he'll get in. I I ultimately think he gets in. But I I think, and I think that ML, the Cooperstown, you know, the, the coronavirus has put Cooperstown in a very awkward spot because this year was supposed to be the year that would make a lot of sense to induct him. Because, yep. you know, the, the prodigal son of Derek Jeter was due in 2021. You don't want Bonds to share the stage with Jeter. This Hall of Fame class was less than star-ridden. You know what I mean? Yep. So it would, it would have made a lot of sense to put him in, to put him in on 2021 as opposed yep. to uh, yep. 2020. Because, you know, 2020 has Jeter. 2021 was, like, pretty wide open because you knew Jeter was going to get in. There wasn't anyone on there that was, like, you know, really eye-popping. So it was like, okay, give Barry 2021. Maybe even put Clemens in there, too, because for the same reasons, less extreme, but the same reasons. Um, You know, put him in there. Let them share the stage. If nobody wants to show up, fuck them, you know, to – yeah, here's your, here's your Bonds Clemens Schilling year. Congratulations. Right. Like, you know, it, it, it's just fascinating to me that we're, that we're just so ready to, you know, it was perfectly lined up and then the coronavirus kind of set that back. So now Jeter's induction goes, gets pushed back to 2021. Now, yeah. now you don't have a clear path now until you maybe wait till Bonds is last year, but you know, he's getting, he's getting close enough that it's got to happen soon. 
or it's going mm-hmm. to happen soon. And um, I don't know if it's good for baseball that Derek Jeter and Barry Bonds share the stage. I don't know if it's good for it, but maybe that's what it deserves. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it'd be perfect for me. Oh, that was my oh, era man, of baseball, I would, right? I would take the day off of work to watch that. Right. I would I would love to watch the absolute like, you know, fawning over Derek Jeter and then the very next speech is Barry Bonds. Like yeah. I would pay exquisite amounts of money to be in person for that. Yeah. That'd be well worth it. I'd be in. Oh, Sign me up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, if that happens, I am. I am declaring myself. I am pre-requesting off work for that weekend. <laughs> I am driving to Cooperstown, New York. Not a fan of flying. Uh, I'm going to go to Cooperstown, New York, and I'm going to watch. And I'm going to have a big bowl of popcorn because I guarantee you, for one, first Jeter. I hope Jeter goes first because if yep. Jeter goes first, it's going to be like a lead, like, you know, a lead at Citizens Bank, whether the Phillies are losing in Citizens Bank Park. I'm going to end up in the front row by yep. the fifth inning. <laughs> uh, son of a good. Yeah. Heck yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, is Larry Walker and Derek Jeter more worthy of the hall of fame? No. Barry Bonds? No. And, and, and it's, and Jim, it's not even particularly <laughs> close. Even if you add them together, it's like, eh. Okay. I, I still would probably take a Barry Bonds career over those two combined. I mean, you, it's just. Seriously, what do you have? All right. You've got, like, take it, take it all out. You know, I'll forgive the defense of Jeter if you take, if you in turn walk out with the cultural impact of Jeter. You've got 3,000 hits. Cool. Oh. Okay. Great. That Hall of Fame worthy. I, I'm a believer. 3,000 hits, it's a ticket in. Larry Walker outstanding five tool player totally and and worthy of induction bingo um they're not as good as barry Bond. combined yeah I mean, in my like, eyes combined they're not as good as barry Bond's yeah they're, they're 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 yeah okay cool man like you're you, you barry, larry walker is just diet bonds like diet like like diet diet bonds and Derek Jeter did one thing better than Bonds ever. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah, that's got it. more hits. Cool. Yeah. Despite Barry Bonds having like 2,500 walks that drew away from the fact that you can't, you can't get a hit when they don't throw you a pitch, well, yeah. right? Chipper Jones a- said the same thing in his book with uh, Jason, you know, when Jason Stark wrote, wrote a book. Uh, he said, you know, Chipper said, you know, if I didn't walk as much, I'd have 3,000 hits. If Barry Bonds didn't walk as much, he'd have 4,000 hits. Yeah, probably, right? I mean, the guy got on base uh, 5,976 times in his career. Right. 5,976 times. Yeah. Wow. I, I just I, – I, so. Oh, wait, that's not it. No, that's – never mind. That's, that's his total bases. But, but – bonkers right uh 40 just in walks and, and hits alone i see dang your 4800 yeah so okay fine like i'll take it, it it's just it's just mind-boggling and like you said is anyone more deserving no there's there's not a there's not a living breathing soul more deserving there's plenty deserving there's no yeah. one more deserving yeah. than barry bonds yeah, good grief. I mean, he's still 
to this day has more intentional walks than the Tampa Bay Rays franchise. Right. It's by 74. Yeah. And we're, re- and we're just ready to ra- erase him out of history. So race him out of history. That guy, dude, the guy in 2000, what was it? 2004. What did he post in 04 for numbers? It was just ah, ridiculous, man. Uh, what was on base percentage was in the 600s or something silly like that in games that he was hitless in 2004. He had, Five oh, or he had an on base percentage of five oh seven, and a six oh nine on base percentage overall. Right, so it'll never I mean, be done. It'll never be replicated. In Mike Trout's one percent best outcome, it will never be replicated. That's it's just silly, man. Four year span from oh one to oh four, thirteen sixty eight OPS, an OPS plus of two fifty six. For four straight years, <laughs> he was 156% better than the rest of the, the, the average league player. Yeah. During that, right? I mean, steroids, right? And he was still 156% better than everybody else that was also doing all the dirty stuff that they could do too. Yeah, it's just uh, – it's bonkers that, we've, we don't, that we don't celebrate his home run record and it's bonkers that we don't celebrate his career. We should. It is a ridiculous career and, and yeah, I wish the hate for it would end so that we could get to the point where we get to understand it, right? right. Where we get to actually have the actual conversations about – how amazing it is that a guy got on base 60% of the time for an entire season. Right. And, 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 you know, it'll take a, it's going to be a big leap. And I hope that we, I hope that we get to, we get to see it. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to leave it there because this is a, this is a, this is a thread that continues to pull. Yeah. I, I will complain about Barry Bonds being screwed over. Uh, uh, until the end of time and yeah. well, at least until they stop screwing them over yeah which will be the end of time yeah. well um, that's our show uh, we will we will see you next time thanks thanks